You are listening to episode 194 of the Confident Coaches Podcast, the one where you know you're not quitting and what we're going to do next. Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. Hey, coach. So, uh, strap in. Well, I don't think this is too controversial, but this is definitely a let's go energy podcast. Last week, if you have not listened to episode 193, you don't need to. But the episode that we covered last week was, should you quit? Are you at the place where you decide to walk away from coaching and a coaching business? And all of the steps in between and all the variations that are actually available to you and how most of you will not get to the very end and be like, yeah, I'm actually 100% walking away. Some will, but most will find some variation. This is, all right, I'm not quitting, so now what? And over the past few weeks, we've talked about, I've talked about it extensively. More people are talking about the trend of a downturn in the industry. You know, that influx of coaches that came in in 2020, all sold on the dream that you can make as much money as you want. And then we found out it's actually not that simple right? The supply and demand has shifted in the past few years. And I think it's a great question worth asking. Not only do you want, do you still want to be a coach, but also do you want to sign up for everything that's required in order to be a business owner? This conversation today is for those of you who enthusiastically yes to both of those questions. And as a side note, One of the places I took you to last week was the idea of, yes, I want to be a coach, but I actually don't want to sign up for everything that's required of me to be a business owner, which is 100% an option. And also, how to be a coach who gets a job is not an area of my expertise. Like, that's not my milieu. So if you know someone who is tapped into the job market for coaches, and you know that this is their expertise, send them my way. Help me make a connection with that um, because I think that would be an excellent podcast episode to have of, yes, I want to be a coach. How do I type into the life coach job market? Who do you know? Send them my way. But this episode, we are talking about not quitting. Yes, I know. I can't not do this. Even though this feels hard, even though I sometimes feel like I'm not sure what I'm doing, or a lot of times I feel like I'm not sure what I'm doing, I know I want to be a coach, and I know I want to have my own business. And I know that having a profitable business is 100% possible for me. Let's start by dishing out some anecdotal facts, because as much as I've been talking about the overall downturn There's a general trend verified by multiple sources. I'm not the only one talking about this. And also, trends are not absolutes. I also happen to know quite a few coaches who are making more money this year than they've ever made before. 
who've doubled their revenue from the previous year, who after years of struggling have finally figured out, like they they finally pivoted, they finally uh, figured out the little pieces that needed to click together. I've personally spoken with past clients who are updating me that they've had their biggest month yet. $20,000, what? Amazing. They're in front of more clients than they've ever been before. And here's the interesting thing. Of all of these clients over the past three, four months that I've had these conversations with, and they've not all been past clients. Some of them are also colleagues. Most of them have all done it differently. Nobody's doing the same thing. Nobody's doing one thing that's all working. Because again, there's no such thing. You know, a couple have had huge success by just, they've just stuck to the core idea of over-delivering to current clients and asking for and getting referrals. I'm seeing a lot of talk about a strong referral-based businesses. Um, I have quite a few colleagues and clients who've pivoted in their marketing and focused on getting really, really good at one thing, right? Like not trying to be all things to all people and also not trying to be everywhere and doing all of the things. They've really honed in and focused on like really one thing. Um, I do find that video does definitely seem to be still working really well for a lot of these people that I've had conversations with. I think really the biggest key is the coaches who just finally dropped into really feeling and being the person that people turn to on their subject matter. Like this is an identity shift. We're going to talk about identity in just a moment. Like they're no longer trying to be that thing. They are actually just embodying that that is who they are. And this takes work. This takes practice. But that is probably if there is a shift that I've seen that does tend to be universal, it's that one right there. They really just like this is who I am. This is what I offer. And it's not like I think and I'm trying and I'm attempting, but like truly living in that space. So I think before we have this conversation, it's super important, super important that you know that while you should not and do not need to be beating yourself up, if you are part of the overall trend, and also there are absolutely outliers there are absolutely people who are killing it right now. My podcast producer, one of those people right now, we had this amazing conversation. <laughs> She's like, I'm having an amazing year. And also, I love that you're talking about all of these things, right? So hello, Kara, who is listening as she's editing this for me. So do know this, like multiple things can be true at the same time. Guys, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, right? That there can be trends because I have seen some messages like, I don't know what these people are talking about. I'm doing amazing. Yeah, there are people who are having killer years and also that trend can be happening. You are in this place right now this week of deciding, having listened to last week's podcast, I'm not quitting. And also, what am I supposed to do from here? <laughs> All right, Amy, I'm not quitting. And thank you for sharing and being honest and being vulnerable about all the things that are happening. And also, what are you supposed to do this week? All right. You got pens and papers? You got pens and papers? <laughs> Let's grab them. Take some notes. Okay. So first of all, you've heard me 
I actually can't even remember the very first podcast episode that I put out, though in the episode I did just over a, a week ago about my role in perpetuating shitty practices, I gave a long list of episodes where I've started talking about, even if I haven't been using these terms, I've shifted and you've heard the shift. It started a year ago of, of moving into regenerative, non-exploitive business. And so number one, you're going to hang with me. Commit to that. Commit to non-extractive capitalism. Or as a coach that I followed, her name is Kelly Deals. She calls it robber baron capitalism, right? This is capitalism at all costs, revenue at all costs. And it's often on the backs of our very clients. So even though this subject is not my area of expertise, but I'm learning more about it, ever since that conversation I had with my former CFO, Mark Butler, you remember that podcast interview I had with him end of December, beginning of January? If you haven't listened to it already, run to it after this episode and go listen. You know, I've been connecting with so many more teachers on this subject and I'm going to include a list of the people that I've connected with in the show notes okay you're going to hear me talking about all of these things a lot more as capitalism at all cost has ruled online business and the coaching industry and it has left thousands of coaches in the dust remember Mark's graveyard analogy that there's a graveyard of coaches left behind over these past few years, I want to remedy that. I want to fix that. So many of you feel like you've been left behind. And part of moving all of us forward, more of us forward, is really committing to regenerative, sustainable businesses. We're not building coaching businesses where the purpose is as much revenue as possible and that that's the example of what's possible that we're setting. We're building coaching businesses where being an example of what is possible is building a business that provides all the profit you're looking for that is not created on the backs of your audience, your clients, your contractors, your employees, and society at large. That's the example of what is possible that I want to be and that really matters most. And that means committing to questioning so many of our own practices and shedding layers. This is what I've been doing for a year and concertedly since I had that conversation with Mark. So basically the past six to nine months. Here's the thing. I'm a business school graduate, a former corporate marketer. I've been in online business in the coaching industry for over 10 years, and I grew up here in America. Capitalism, profit at all cost, you know, cost-cutting measures and how can we increase profits over and over and over again and continuous growth and continuous seeking and continuous having of course, it's embedded in my thinking and my belief systems. I, I live here. <laughs> so it's about recognizing actions and decisions and thinking that's always been there, but it doesn't have to be. And, and honestly, that's done brick by brick, not overnight. But commit to being an example of what is possible that elevates everyone, not just yourself and those who can afford to ride along. 
And yes, we're going to have tons more conversations that talk about this. And also, I want to acknowledge a, a client of mine, a, a one-on-one client of mine right now. She gave me that brick-by-brick brick analogy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so helpful. I'm, I'm going to touch on that brick-by-brick brick analogy in just a moment. Okay, so number one, committing to sustainable business, non-extractive capitalism. You still with me? Amazing. Number two, what do you know for sure? I want you, after this episode, to grab your pen and paper because you're not quitting. You're not building a business that extracts your audience and your clients and your people and yourself. And so your mind's going to tell you that it's confused. I promise you, you are not. Start with what you know for sure. First, what you know about you as a coach. What are you really good at? What's your expertise? What problems and solutions have you personally experienced? What are your hard skills that you bring from outside coaching? What are your soft skills that you bring from outside coaching that are, that are also coming onto the table? What do you know for sure about you as the coach? What do you know for sure about you as the business owner, even if you are brand new? What do you already feel adept at? What, do you, what already feels at least a little bit comfortable to you? And if you aren't new, if you are well-practiced, what is already working for you as a business owner that you know of? What systems are already creating revenue for you and for your business? What things are you already sure about when it comes to being the owner of your business, being an entrepreneur? And then what do you know for sure about your clients. Who do you know for sure are your best clients? What are their qualities? Right? Who do you know for sure is not for you? And actually, that's a great thing for all of this. Sometimes what you know for sure is what you know is not true. And that's okay too. Right? So who do you know for sure you are not for? Like for me, I just declared number one that this is about you know, sustainable business and even incorporating anti-capitalist practices, people who are pro, like absolute pro profit is the number one thing, making as much money as possible as a gauge of, you know, the work that I'm doing in the world. Probably not for me. They're probably not going to love my message. People who don't like the word fuck, not for me. (laughs) People who aren't okay that I'm going to talk about social issues in my business. Not for me. People who don't have a problem with confidence, who just like go out there, rip roaring, and they just do it. And and like their doubt, even when they experience it, doesn't like stop them in their tracks. Not for me. Not my people. So who do you know for sure you are for and who you aren't for? What problems are the most common that your clients struggle with? What do they want to see instead, right? Like if after coaching with you, how would they know the coaching's been successful? What would change? Side note, it's not clarity. Those of you writing down more awareness and more clarity, no, they they don't want that. They want the outcome of having that, right? So like you'll be more clear on what you want. No, what they really want is the decision to be made and implemented, right? Okay. Sorry. I just had to inject that in there. (laughs) Too many of you are marketing clarity. We just, we got to stop that. We got, we got to stop that. 
What do you know for sure about your coaching? Now, this is a little bit about you as a coach, right? But when you think about the coaching that you're doing, the tools that you teach, the areas you feel most comfortable in, it's kind of technically the same thing about what you know about what you're sure about you. This is about what you're sure about your coaching. So if it's a little bit of a crossover, that's totally fine. What I know for sure, this practice, which only takes about 15 minutes tops, it's grounding, right? It settles you into into a place because your mind's so focused on what it doesn't know that once you do this practice, which is like literally 15 minutes, your mind can argue with you, but you have a whole list on paper of what you actually know for sure. Okay, uh, and, and here's the interesting thing. You can also create a column of, actually, no, I actually don't know this for sure. Feel free to create that column of what you don't know. But when you see all the things that you do know, and it can be helpful to do this with someone else. So whether it be a peer or a coach like me, this is something that I do frequently with um, all of my clients, no matter which program that you are in because it helps to have a third party like help you parse out what you know for sure and what you don't know for sure. Because also here's the, to me, the most important thing about what you know for sure. And that is what you know for sure is going to change. And that's okay. And in fact, not only is it okay, it should change. Because what I knew for sure 18 months ago is not what I know now. But what I know now that's changed is even deeper and more sure than it was then. So this is a good thing that it evolves. This is something that you could revisit every three months, every you know, once a quarter and allow yourself that what you thought you knew for sure three months ago doesn't have to be the same thing over and over again. It doesn't need to be just a deeper knowledge in the one thing you can absolutely change. And when you shift what you know for sure, it's even more grounding. It's a beautiful process. One thing to add what you know for sure, I'm going to refer back to the goals episode of a couple, uh, what was that? Episode 191. I think that was the Independence Day. That was the 4th of July episode. What do you know for sure your goal is right now? Make sure you mark that down. For some of you, for so many of my clients, That's why I created free to paid coach. You just want to become a paid coach. And then for particularly going into the mastermind and for one-on-one clients, it's what's that income that elevates your life? What's the income that creates the profitable business that you are looking for? What do you know for sure? Post this. Have this posted in your office. See it. Visit it regularly. I talked about all of that in that episode, so I don't want to go back over all of that. So if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you listen to that one also. But make sure that what your goal is and the way, the new way we are approaching these goals, that that's also included what you know for sure. Okay, number three. There's only like five or six of these. Uh, number three is, is checking your identity. We've mentioned identity before. So if you are all in and you are not quitting, You need to really step into the identity that you are a coach and that you are a business owner. This is super important. Do not skip this step. Start calling yourself 
a paid coach, start calling yourself an entrepreneur or a business owner. Remember, there's no side gig. Even if you're still working full-time or working a different job, you are not a side gig. You are a business owner. If you're an established coach, your identity becomes even more nuanced, right? I'm a leader in my subject. I'm a person who gets things done. I have a loyal client base. I am someone people turn to. But what you, how you identify yourself and finding more evidence that that is already true is the other piece that helps ground you and keep you going. Because if you're doing all of this work and you don't really think you're a coach who helps people and you're a business owner, you're literally fighting your way uphill. So what do you want to believe about yourself? I think one of the simplest ways to do identity, and I'm I'm reworking how we do identity in the mastermind, is this, like, you've, you've had flashes, right? You've had moments where you have felt empowered and sure and clear. And if you've had that flash, it is in you. I do not believe that an identity that you are trying to establish for yourself is something that's outside of you. It's something you are revealing inside of you already, right? So stepping into your self-identity is appealing back of the crap that's on top of it. It's not this thing outside of you. It's not out there. It's in here. And if you have flashes of it, if you have moments of really believing that new identity, to me, that's like beams of light, like poking out into the darkness. It's revealing itself in those moments. So find those moments, document them, remember them. Where else have you seen that? And if there's anything where it's like, oh, when you were visiting this place, okay, what, what were the sights and the sounds, the scents and the visuals of that place? I think a lot about who I was on the retreat I did in 2019 um, in Italy. Now, I'm not going back to Italy anytime soon. I found the diffuser that was in my room. I found it online and I bought that and I have that scent in my office. It's been a year since I've restocked it. Let me go restock that, right? Let me look at those pictures and remember that place where I was, where I really did feel like I left all my fucks on the mountain and I knew exactly who I was and where I was going. Let me go back and visualize that. And then where else have I felt that? And let's add that It feels uncomfortable to allow for this, to to sit in how that felt and how you were thinking when you're not in those places because it feels new. It feels like a new pair of shoes, right? And your mind is like, this isn't safe for us here. We're not supposed to think and feel this way when we're sitting down at our desk getting ready to write copy because we don't, like, we're more used to not feeling that way. So that it feels uncomfortable. And you're like, yeah, I felt that over here when I was on vacation or I was having dinner with a friend. I never feel that way here at my desk. And so your mind's going to make this feel uncomfortable. And you're like, oh, of course. Of course, this feels a little uncomfortable. Another way you can also reinforce a new self-identity is by what people who really love you and support you say about you. Like the good shit that they say about you. 
Like you just always stretch out of your comfort zone. I just love how you always, you know, have us go do things that you really want to do. I just love how comfortable you are in these situations. And you can even bring them into this, right? Like with your nearest and dearest, is there somebody that you can share? You know, I'm really trying to nurture this self-identity and I know I've had glimpses of it but I don't feel like this all of the time. Where have you seen this in me already? Can you, can you help me find more examples of this? All right, so your identity. So we've got what you know for sure, we've got your identity, and now we're moving into, yeah, we gotta talk about your marketing. But here's the thing, marketing does not, it does not have to be complicated. We gotta stop making it complicated. And also marketing is more than just sharing random posts. There is a marriage in between, okay? So marketing is more than posts and emails. It is also storytelling. Now, Here's the funny thing. I'm a former corporate marketer. This is what I studied in college. But as soon as you tell me to start storytelling, my brain freaks out. My mind is like, no, our stories are long and rambling. And and I don't know, like, I, I gave way too many details. And it freaks me out. And I get so confused and this is why establishing your messaging is so important because once you have your messaging down it makes storytelling just super easy so based on what you know for sure and the identity that you are establishing you know what are your core messages what are your hot topics right these are the things these are the themes that you cover that people begin to associate with you, right? People know I'm gonna talk about confidence. They know I'm gonna talk about new ways of believing. They also know I'm gonna talk about ADHD. They also know I'm gonna talk about patriarchy and anti-capitalism. They also know I'm gonna talk about marketing. So you might have a a variety of core messages and, and, and hot topics To me, core messages are the things that relate directly to the problems and solutions of your client and hot topics are kind of a next layer out that have to do, you know, they're related to, but it's more indirect. Knowing what these things are and now every, you know, all your stories and all your emails and all of your posts can relate back to one of these things. Now, if you are a free to paid coach member, this was the class that we did in July this month. So if you're in free to paid coach, that class is waiting for you in the replays right now. And whether, even if you're not in free to paid coach, uh, when like, you get access to that class, if you choose to join and also in any program that you sign up with me, covering your messaging is 100% something that is available to you as something that you can go back, you can watch, you can do the little mini workbook on it, and we can absolutely coach on what your core messages and hot topics are. But anybody can create that. Anybody, you listening right now, you can create that right now. So we've got sustainable business, what I know for sure, who I am in this industry, who I want to be known as, as well as my marketing messages. Got to address real quickly, and it's not even real quickly, but number five, which is the things that your mind will now go, I can't do that. 
I'm not supposed to do that or I'm supposed to only do it this way because this comes up all of the time in coaching sessions. You know, I'm supposed to charge my worth. I'm supposed to offer, you know, X kind of packages. You know, I'm not supposed to tell people the price ahead of time or I'm only supposed to run consult calls this way or I heard, you know, the only way to do this is Facebook ads. Oh, I heard the only way you're supposed to do this is not Facebook ads. Know right now that beliefs and thoughts that you have borrowed from other people and you've just decided that they were true because someone told me. Even if I'm the one that told those things to you. Do you know? And you may not know. Like this might be a side list that you keep off to the side that as you're working in your business throughout the week, just pay attention when you're like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, but I'm supposed to do it this way. I have this idea, but I'm supposed to do it this way. Or I have this idea, but I can't do that. Just make note, right? Some of those things, there are good reasons why, but that doesn't mean doing the opposite won't work for you. And this is that holding every belief that you have brick by brick and deciding, is this coming with me? Do I want to keep this belief? Now, I won't lie, doing that work without, some, without a peer or somebody to just challenge your thinking and see what your thoughts are about it is helpful, but anybody can do that. What do you just assume is a given because you've seen everybody else do? But maybe it, like, remember, we've just established your identity and what you know for sure. So if it kind of rubs you wrong, if it, like, bumps against your gut feeling, add it to the list of things that are worth questioning that don't have to come with you. Because from there, number five, what pivots do you have in mind? What pivots do you have for uh, how you want to change your marketing, how you might want to, uh, you know, the outward expression of what you know for sure, your marketing and your identity, right? What outward expression? What pivots do you want to start making? Maybe it's pivoting in your messaging, right? Maybe it's pivoting in in a, a, a marketing tactic. Maybe it's pivoting in a marketing tactic that you do, right? Maybe you want to really work on storytelling. Maybe you want to, you know, use the new threads app instead of, you know, because you like the short written material, you like short written content. Um, maybe you want to offer like a low hanging fruit or a low barrier to entry kind of offer that's lower priced than anything you've ever offered before. Maybe it's shorter term and it's just a small pivot, right? So look for pivots that you can make. I've always been doing this, but now that I've kind of gone through steps one, two, three, four, number five, what ideas might you have for pivots that you can make? And if you don't have any, do not beat yourself up, please. Just be kind of, again, another list to kind of be aware of, of like, I kind of like this idea. I've had this idea uh, rummaging around in my head. Maybe maybe I'm going to add it to the list and think about it. Because from there, number six, we're going to pull it all together into a rough plan. We're just pulling this all together into a rough plan. And that's where I'm going to bring up that goals episode from a few weeks ago. You've got your long-term vision, the income that you're looking for, that revenue that you're looking for that creates profit for you. Or if you're more, if you're a brand new coach and you're a free-to-paid coach, you've got that vision of like those paid clients that are coming. You've got your identity that you're going to be working on. You've got your what you know for sure 
that you're going to keep finding more evidence for. You've got, you're aware of like those voices in your head that say, I can't do that or I need to do this. I can only do it this way. And you're just kind of one by one as they come up, you're, you're starting to question those things. You've got a couple of pivots in your mind. Right now, what do you want to see on Friday? What actions do you want to make sure you've taken by Friday? And repeat that week after week. This week, it's this. What client attracting activities are you going to do every week? And start making a plan for those things. And I know this can feel like a lot of pieces that come together. But from everything that you've just discovered, just focus on one thing and make a plan. This week, I'm going to talk about this. This week, I'm only going to worry about short form written content. This week, I'm going to practice more carousels because I know that carousels on Instagram work. This week, you want to know what? I know for sure I've hesitated to get on LinkedIn, but you know what? The Facebook or the Instagram audience is not working and I do know my audience is on LinkedIn. The people I want to work with are there. I'm going to pivot over there and I'm going to put that into a plan. I'm going to write this post every Monday. It's going to be so different. Number six is going to look so different for everybody because your previous five answers are going to be so varied. But this is where you put them into some sort of plan that works for you. And what do you, what's the What's the ridiculously easy thing that you're going to commit to doing every week? And also, what's the really pushes you out of your comfort zone thing that you're going to commit to every week? And then on Friday, we celebrate no matter what. And you can do this if you're looking for a community. If you're not in one of my paid communities, I created a free one. It's called Play More, Sell More. It is a free Facebook group. So if you just type in play more, sell more into your Facebook app, you will find it and you can request to join. And this is a community where you can start talking about these things and you get to decide whether or not you want to invest more with me or not. Okay. would love to have you in there. If all of this is resonating with you, if your mind's freaking out a little bit, if you feel super enthusiastic, no matter where you are on that scale, I'm 100% with you. Because you are a coach and you are a business owner and you absolutely want both of these things in your life. You are not quitting and we are building a sustainable, profitable business. This is what we're doing here. You can join me in Play More, Sell More right now on Facebook. We will link to that in the show notes. I will also link those anti-capitalist and sustainable business contacts and people that I've been reading and I've been following and I have been learning from. One of the things that I'm working on right now is like a marketing remodel, a free call where we do a marketing remodel. And then from there, you, you either walk away with a remodel you needed or a decision to whether or not one of my offers that's coming down the line. I'm so excited because all of this work I am integrating and it's not so much brand new offers, but they are way more focused offers. And there is something for literally everybody available to you. So if you want to know more, 
about those marketing remodel calls, the strategy sessions that are absolutely coming, you can drop me an email at amy at amylatta.com and we can decide. So, so that when, when, these, when it's launched, when it's ready to go, you'll be on that wait list. You'll be one of the first people to hear about them. Because I cannot wait to hear what you are going to do. I'm so excited to see what you are creating in the world. And back by popular demand, let's go fuck some shit up. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Coach, it's time to sign your first free client, your first paid client, your next client, and to learn how to do it consistently and having a hell of a lot of fun along the way. This is exactly what you're going to do in Free to Paid Coach. It's the only program giving you step-by-step what to do to become a paid coach and step-by-step how to handle the roller coaster emotions that come with doing what you need to do to become a paid coach. If you know you can't not do this life coaching thing, but believing that you can do it, handling rejection, and remembering how to do all of those things shuts you down, the free to paid coach community is waiting for you. Find everything that you're looking for inside. It's only $1,000, payments are available, and then you are in forever. Visit amylatta.com forward slash FTPC to join us right now. See you inside. Let's get paid, coach. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff.